Warning, MF Uncensored contains adult language and discussion. Listener discretion is advised. We're a couple of misfits. We're a couple of misfits. What's the matter with misfits? That's where we fit in. We're not happy and dilly. Don't go around willy-nilly. Seems to us kind of silly. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to MF Uncensored. Don't forget, if you guys are listening to us on the go, you can find us on Podbean, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and basically anywhere you guys get your podcasts. You can also find us on our website, themisfitfaction.com. There you'll find links to not only this show, but our other shows like the Multiverse Fancast and Cinematic Adventures. You'll also find links to Rob's reviews, my articles, and our brand new Misfit Faction store. If you guys are looking to add to your Misfit closet, we also have a brand new sweatshirt that's on sale for you guys, so make sure you guys check that out. Again, that's themisfitfaction.com. I'm Paul, one of your hosts, and uh, we're excited for today's episode. This one's an interesting one. We have Mr. John Anthony, who is a hypnotist and YouTube channel star. So uh, we had a lot of fun talking with him and just found him exceptionally interesting. He talks about his early days, getting on stage and changing his career, basically, to becoming a full-time hypnotist. And I, I found him super interesting. Like, I've never really experienced that sort of thing. I've always had a little bit more of a closed mind with stuff like that. But to uh, to talk to someone who does it professionally, it was really cool. And you should definitely check out his channel. It's fantastic. So uh, you'll hear more about it in the show. So make sure you guys listen through. And uh, don't forget, guys, if you are also looking to start your very own podcast, maybe you guys have been listening to us for the past couple of months. By the way, we also just hit 6,500 downloads. Guys, you are fantastic. Thank Thank you so much for the love and support. Maybe you're finally getting the podcast bug, though, and you want to start your own show. If you guys go to podbean.com slash misfitfaction, you'll get a month of podcasting on us. It's a thank you to all of our listeners and also a chance for you to try out podcasting and see if it's for you. And if that's something you're interested in, reach out to us. We are always looking for new content, new shows, new hosts, new everything. So make sure you guys go to podbean.com slash misfitfaction. Or maybe you have your own online business. Guys, podcasts are everywhere. There are millions of them. If you guys are looking to get your product or your service out there and you're looking to do some advertising and some sponsorship to support your favorite show, MF Uncensored, you can go to sponsorship.podbean.com slash misfitfaction to get $100 worth of free advertising. Again, it's a thank you from us to our listeners. We always love supporting you guys. We always love supporting other people. So make sure you guys go to sponsorship.podbean.com slash misfitfaction. And today's show is, of course, brought by Ray's Energy. We've been talking about Ray's Energy since the show started by Rep Sports. We are big, big fans. Maybe you guys are looking for something that'll get you through that afternoon slump or that early morning workout. I work out every morning, 5 a.m., so I need plenty of things to keep me going sometimes. So I always turn to Raise Energy by Rep Sports. They also have other pro- products like testosterone boosters for the men, protein, all sorts of apparel and t-shirts and everything like that. So make sure you guys check them out. That's repsports.com. And at checkout, if you use the code MISFIT89, you'll get 10% off your order. So that takes care of all of the uh, beginning stuff. We're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we are talking to John Anthony. 
Hello, everyone, and welcome back to MF Uncensored. Don't forget, guys, if you're listening to us on the go, you can find us on Podbean, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, iHeartRadio, basically anywhere you get your podcasts. Also, our website, themisfitfaction.com. As always, I'm one of your hosts, Paul. With me in the studio today is Rob. Rob, how are you? Today? Hi, Paul. I'm doing all right. Thanks for having me on today. Well, you just kind of showed up at my house. Uh, well, you know, no one was there to stop me, and the I, doors weren't locked. So. I know. I forgot to uh, <laughs> lock the doors again, and just suddenly you're here down in the podcast studio. It's the weirdest thing. <laughs> But we are excited uh, to have somebody else in the studio with us, or in the, the Zoom studio. i got to think of a better phrase for it, the, the Zoom <laughs> studio. And that's Mr. John Anthony. John, how are you today? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me, guys. Really appreciate it. Oh, it's, it's our pleasure. We love having uh, people on the show, especially people with uh, any sort of film backgrounds, which we'll talk about in a minute, because... We're big film nerds. That's what that's what we there do. There you go. <laughs> so, John, for those of you guys, for those of our listeners that don't know who you are, can you know, tell us a little bit about yourself? Yeah. So, um, I'm an independent filmmaker, actor, writer, and director. Started very late in my acting career. Started at the age of 50. I'm 58 now, and just kind of, you know, I was I was with a improv comedy troupe for a while before I even got into acting, and then had got married, and my wife she works from home, and uh, I basically got into it. Uh, I also teach school. So I'm a school teacher as well. So like my days are filled up and I have my summers off. And during the summertime, I got up one morning, like 10 o'clock said, Hey honey, let's go, let's go check out a movie. We can get a, you know, an early, an early price and, you know, get in matinee price, whatever. And she looked at me, she's like, I'm working. I have a job. You need to find something else to do. <laughs> and she's like, you've always talked about taking acting classes. Why don't you start taking some acting classes? So I guys, I did that about eight years ago. And started with a couple of different teachers and then hooked on to a great acting coach by the name of Glenn Morshower. If I don't know if you guys may know him, he's he's been in Ozarks, he's in he's in he's in the resident, he's been every general in every Transformer movie. He was in 24. Oh um, yes. Okay. Yeah. I know yeah. exactly he, who he is. Yeah, <laughs> oh, he's, yeah, he's, he's excellent. <laughs> he's a yeah, good reliable awesome. character actor. I like him a lot. Uh, he's, He's phenomenal. He was actually even on Jimmy Kimmel as as the guy you know but you don't know or something like yeah, that. They that have on there. Yeah, I'm looking on his IMDb. He's got like 233 credits to his name. Yeah, acting, he's so. he he really kicked kicked me off as far as getting the writing bug and you know and I had learned some stuff from other actors. I, I took a great workshop from a casting director in New Orleans by the name of Jackie Birch. Learned a lot from her, and then I had a friend that was actually taking a class. And she went and audited Glenn's class and came back and said, hey, John, you need to come check this class out. And I went and checked it out and drove home. And uh, my wife's like, so what would you think? I said, I'm going to Glenn's class. I, I mean, I learned so much from him. And, you know, not just as in, you know, from an acting perspective, but just just generally in life. You know, he, he, he teaches everything. And it was just and then I got the writing bug in his class. And then, you know, next thing I know, I'm, I'm making short films and and acting and, and, and all that stuff. And it's just it's been a great ride so far. That's incredible. So for writing, do you think your background as a teacher kind of helped you with that? Or do you think well, it, okay, before we even, no, no, I like that. I like your train of thought, but before we even get to that, I got to find out as a, I am also a teacher. So I have to ask, what do you teach? Okay. I'm a PE teacher. So the writing question you had. Oh, there you go. Perfect. <laughs> We should have started with Rob. Should have started with yeah. Rob. So, and my next yeah. question is: in a public school or private? I'm in a private school. I've been there 26 and a half years. Okay, and that was my next question: yeah. was how many years till retirement? Because I know that's yeah. Cool. You know what? <laughs> and, and the crazy thing is, is it's just, you know, how long have you been teaching? Let's see. This is now 20, 27 years. I think he, he doesn't teach math. <laughs> no. Okay. No, I'm a, I'm a I'm a public school English teacher. 
Okay, great. That's awesome. You know what? It, it's one of those jobs where it's just like, it's, I mean, I love it so much. Yeah. It's just like, it, it's, it's one you, you know, you, you never want to like walk away from. Yeah. I you agree know? with I mean, you. You know, yeah, you when, have your bad days and stuff, but I mean, I, I had a good friend of mine and he's like, you know, man, you got any bad kids at your school? I go, no, I said, there's no bad kids. They have bad days just yeah. like all of us. Yeah. I, I have you to know? say, I and, still, I still wake up every day excited to go into my job. So, yeah, you know, I'm still yeah. loving it even after yeah. all these years. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. that's awesome. So, so yeah, now we can ask your question now that we know he's a PE teacher. So now knowing what, <laughs> the, uh, see, now it totally threw me off, but because I, I thoroughly enjoy rotting, rotting, <laughs> obviously not speaking. No, I enjoy writing myself. Uh, you know, we do articles on our website. Rob's an English teacher. Did you find it challenging though to, to start writing, especially screenplays? You know what? Not really. Cause it was, it was kind of one of those things. Like I, I remember like in, in Glenn's class, he, he had told us one day in class, cause generally when you go to an acting class, like they give you scripts or monologues and, you know, and then everyone would perform their, perform their stuff. And the way he, he, he relates it to class, it's just like, you know, Hey, if you ever want to write something, feel free to write a script. And, you know, if you want to perform it, perform it. And the very first script I was outside, it just kind of came to me and I was, I was outside with this um, actress who was, who I was performing it with. And, and she's out there and she's like, this is really good, but where did you get this? And I'm just like, why? And she's like, there's so many typos. And then here comes my coach's ass. I don't teach English or, you know, all this stuff. Even my wife's like, you're a horrible speller. And so, so we go in and I basically, cause once you said that, I kind of got like nervous. I said, Oh, I found it on the website. It was just something that I found. And so she, so we go in and we perform the scene. And a lot of times what you do is you'll do the scene and then like Glenn would watch it and critique it. And then he'd have you do it again. But we did the scene and he said he, he, he loved it. And at the end, he's just like, you know, where did this come from? And she's just like, oh, um, John said he found it off the website. And Glenn's like, well, where? And I said, well, no, actually, I wrote it. She's like, why didn't you tell me that? I go, well, when you started saying there's a typo and this word's misused, I said, I got nervous and, and you know, I didn't want to claim it. And then after that, it's just like I found myself just getting ideas and coming up with scripts and, and so forth. And I'd write a scene for class. I probably would write probably 97% of the scenes that I would do in class. It got to the point where Glenn would be like, so John, what do we write today? You know, because if it wasn't something, you know, and I would always ask my partners, you know, hey, do you want to do something that I wrote? Or do you want to do, you know, something that you picked? And they're like, hey, if you wrote something, let's go ahead and go with it. You know, and, and then I then, you know, I'd look at these things and go, hey, can I turn this into a short film? And then all of a sudden, yeah, you know, because my very first one of the first scenes I wrote, I had a friend of mine, he watched, he's like, he called me up. He's like, Hey, we can make this a short film. I'm like, how do you, what are you talking about? And he's like, well, you got a beginning, you got a middle, you got an end. He goes, I'll direct it. Let's put it together and just see how it does. So, and the first film I ever did was called a gift and we ended up shooting it and ended up putting in some festivals and it, and it did fairly well. And then that just kind of just, you know, just kind of kickstarted me. And I'm like, man, this is, this is kind of like my thing. I, you know, I like, you know, I, I, I like the writing aspect. I love the acting aspect, but anytime I can write and then, see my characters come to life with a great cast it's just like okay this is just like the best thing for me so do you choose then to be to act in your pieces because you want to because you have a vision for it or because you just you've like are you how how much i guess how much care do you have over your screenplay that you want to make sure it turns out exactly the way you want it to you know that, that's a great question because like everyone People ask, well, how big is your production company? I said, it's two. It's me and a, and a good friend of mine. He, you know, I write and direct and, right. and he does everything else. And then I have a couple of people who do my music, but it's, it's, you know, it, it's, it's, it's not so much that, 
you know, of course I wanted to come out the way I wanted to, right. be, you know, cause I, there's a couple of times, like I was, I was doing a film and this guy's like, Hey, I'm going to throw this line. And I go, no, no I said, right. just, just, yep. just read, just read the script. <laughs> and, you know, because he, and he's, you know, he thought it would be funny. And I'm just like, you know, it's not just do me a favor, just read the script and, and so forth. And, you know, and, and it was fine, but you know, a lot of times I, the reason why I do that is because being my age, you know, between now 58, there's not a lot of roles where they're looking, Hey, we need a 58 year old guy, unless it's a grandpa or a dad or something. Yeah. So when I started, you know, even when I started with 50, you know, I got, I got a couple of roles as a secret service in a, in a documentary movie for Ronald Reagan. And mm-hmm. I played, there was another um, one I played, like, it was kind of like a made for, not made for TV thing, but I played Johnny Depp's one of his, I don't know if it was his lawyer or, or his money guy or something like that. Not with the real Johnny Depp though, but it was a, uh, you know, a show. And, but w- what I told myself is I, I went and met with my agent because things were slow. And I just said, look, I said, if I'm not getting anything, I'm not going to rest on your laurels to find me something. I'm going to create something. And that's what I started doing. Cause you know, if you look at my last eight or nine short films, they're all stuff that I did. And, you know, I put myself in because one, you know, whether I, I know the certain character that I want to play, you know, or I'm yeah. writing something for myself. And then, you know, two, the other thing is, is that when I, when I, when I would cast, I never ever held it like an audition. I just, because there were so many great actors in, in my class, I just go up to someone, Hey, you know what? I got a part for you. you. Want to be in it? Sure. And you know, next thing we know we're shooting a film, but you know, and I always, you know, someone asked me because I'm still very, very green only being in it eight years and stuff. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, it's just like, you know, if for actors and anybody, if, if you're not getting anything, you know, because what is it? Liam Neeson said, I think he was on Fallon. He goes, 95% of all actors are unemployed. You know, yeah. if they're not oh, working, yeah. they're, they're, you know, they're not doing anything. Yeah. And so I sat there and I said, you know what, I'm just going to create stuff. And, and, you know, I encourage all actors, if you're not getting anything or if you're not, you know, booking anything right now, sit down and write something, mm-hmm. videotape it, create it, you know, create some, make a new reel for yourself. You know, if, if, if things are slow, because, you know, the, the, you know, Glenn taught us one of the great lessons, you know, with acting. He said, what you guys need to understand is this is a marathon and it's not a sprint, right. you know, because I have a lot of friends that, you know, oh, OK, I took an act. I'm going to L.A. And then six months later, they're back home because it's like, you know, well, I spent all my money and, you know, I didn't get the show that I wanted or I didn't get this yeah. or get that. So it's just like create stuff, you know, because then all of a sudden you're working on your writing, you're working on your creativity and you're also working on your acting. And then all of a sudden you're putting this stuff together and you can, you know, help people with reels and like, all you know, all all my actor friends, when we shoot stuff, it just, you know, there, we're, we're, no one's getting paid. It's just like, all right, I'm going to give you all the footage you want and we're going to put <laughs> yeah. this in a reel for you. And, and, you know, then we go from there. So, right. Yeah. You know, it's, it's great that you said that. Cause one of the questions I always have for, for anybody who's in Hollywood is, you know, how to get started, how, like what that process was. There's a young lady that listens to our show and she's always talking to me. Anytime we have actors or screenwriters on, she's always like, this, this is what I want to do. I want to go to Hollywood and I want to, you know, be famous and I want to go to UCLA and do films. So to, to hear some advice for people getting started, I know she's going to really appreciate it. So why don't you tell us a little bit about your very first time getting in front of the camera and creating something, your first auditions. I love hearing about stuff. Oh, my first audition was horrible. <laughs> it always is. It, no one ever says, you know, I really nailed it I, the first time. I know. Right. <laughs> so, so it was, I was, I was with this acting coach and at the time, and when I first came in, she, she kind of asked me, you know, you know, what, you know, what I was going to do. And I, you know, and she goes, well, you know, to be honest, you're only going to get like two roles and that's going to be uh, a policeman or like a gang member, you know, a motorcycle <laughs> guy or whatever. 
And I'm like, really? And she's like, yeah. And then I went to her. I looked at her and I said, well, what about like a PE teacher or something? She's like, no, <laughs> you can play that. I go, yeah, no. <laughs> I know, right? And I go, she goes, no, she goes, you can play that. I go, really? I said, because that's what I do for a living. And, you know, I've been doing it for a long time. And she's like, no, you can do that. So, so all of a sudden, you know, like I was with her for a while and, and then she sent me on this audition and I go and, you know, they get, you know, I pull up and they basically gave me like the script when I walked in the door. Mm-hmm. So it's like, you're, it's like a cold read, you know, you've right. got it in the script and I'm reading it and, and it, I'm just like, even to myself, I'm like, what am I doing? This is not, I mean, you know, this is not what I, you know, not what I signed up for, just not what I'm looking for. And then all of a sudden, like five minutes later, they go, Hey, read this one instead. And I'm like, then I walked out and, you know, I got in the car, I drove home. My wife goes, how was it? And I just like, it was awful. It was, God, it was awful. But then, you know, there, then there's been other ones where, you know, I've gone in and, and, you know, I, I had to go out to Oklahoma for an audition and, and went and read and went and read in front of this, um, this really, really, uh, super nice guy. He does great. He's a great casting director out in Oklahoma and in Texas area and, and did my scene. And, and when I got done, he kind of stopped and he's just like, why haven't I seen you before? And I'm like, I don't know. I mean, that's a great question and then he said he goes i really liked your read would you mind reading for someone else as well and i said sure so he goes how long do you need and and i said i know maybe like five minutes so he gave me the script came back in read for another part and he's just like man that was really really good and then i read for him again a couple months later and i came in and and i kind of like a different way i approached the whole thing as a different way Mm -hmm. because from 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 the basis of looking at the character I'm like, okay, I don't meet anything what this character looks like. So I've got to go in and kind of convince them, all right, I can I can still do this role, but I've got to change something. So I changed kind of like the, how the dialogue was done. And, and then when I got done, he and the girl who was with them, she was doing the filming, he kind of looked and I'm like, um, okay. And he, and he looks at me and goes, okay. And she's like, do you want him to do it differently? And she's like, no. He goes, um, that was really good. No one's No one's read it like that. Mm. You know, I end up, I didn't get the part, but it's kind of one of those things where like, even if, you know, if, if and this is, you know, what I, what I try to tell people too, it's, it's like, do you get mad or anything? It's like, you know, in this business, you're going to hear the word no 95% of the oh, time, yeah. right? you know, because I mean, you can go in and kill an audition. I mean, just yep. kill it and walk out and go, man, I got it. I'll just wait for my agent mm-hmm. to call me. I'm going to be booked. You know, I'm going to be next to Harrison Ford playing this guy. And, <laughs> and then all of a sudden you never hear anything. And it's just like, you know, and, and that's kind of, you know, you have to understand that. And it's just like, it's not so much that you didn't do something that they wanted, but it comes down to so much of how they look, you know, I, I you know, quick story. I, I saw this thing and, and I kind of did a self submit for it and I was reading it and it was, it was for a independent film and they were looking for a distinguished detective from New York. Okay. And, you know, and, 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 and so I'm like, going, okay, you know what? I'm, I'm going to go ahead and keep, I keep reading. And I'm like reading, you know, he distinguished tech, been on the force for, for several years, has seen everything, done all this stuff. And then I look down at the age requirements and they're like going male 25 to 28. I'm like, what distinguished detective has seen yeah. everything between 25 and 28? You know, I'm thinking, all right, maybe 45, 50, even a 60 year old, you know, detective, whatever. But I mean, you know, again, it, it comes down to, you know, a look and, you know, I've got a really good friend of mine. I think he's a phenomenal actor and, you know, we have these conversations all the time and it's just like, I mean, you know, you, I mean, you can watch a t- movie on TV and like, oh my gosh, how did this guy's, you know, horrible or this is terrible. How do they get the role or whatever? But, you know, if they have a certain look, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, a lot of times that, you know, some castings, you know, will go with look and then there's other ones that, you know, they're going to go with what they think's right. Where it's just like, Hey, you know what? 
this guy came in and did something completely different and it's not what we thought of, but you know what? We like this Mm -hmm. and it's not about a look. It's about what this guy brought to the table and you know what? We're going to go with this guy. So, you know, again, it's just, it's, it's a tough business, but it's one of those things, you know, where where you've got to kind of think about, is this what I really want to do? And for me, it is, Mm -hmm. I love it. Uh, you know, I love the aspect of, you know, being on camera and creating characters and writing and so forth. And even to like the uh, the actress that you're talking about, you know, that calls in all the time, you know, about wanting to be famous and all that other stuff. You know, I, I write because I want to tell stories, right. you know, I, like, like my screenplay yeah. right now that I pitched to a couple production companies out in Los Angeles and actually one actually asked to read it. You know, I had a friend of mine, he's like, oh, what are you going to sell it for if they offer you? And it's like, I'm not even really worried about selling no. it. You know, of course, everybody wants to get paid, but to me, it's an art. And I've always looked at it that way, where it's just like, you know, if if you guys go to one of my films or you watch a film and they go, man, you know what? That was that was funny or God, that was good. Or, you know, God, that was horrible, whatever it was. But just just to have, you know, to, to be able to put stuff on paper, tell a story and then, you know, film it and create it. it it's to me, it's an art. You yeah. Know? And, and it's nice, too, I'm sure in your life that you have the luxury of being able to not have to rely on, you know, an income from filmmaking, whereas, you know, yeah. you, you have your your prof- your other profession, which is, is, you know, this is one is your career and one is your passion. Now, if you could like and the nice thing, too, about this, because what I'm hearing from you is that. Yes, you will hear no from acting, but with when it comes to screenwriting, there is no no because you can keep producing regardless of what everyone is saying. You know, you're on your own schedule with that, so it doesn't matter what anyone else says. I'm going to keep writing. Um, Correct. Which do you? Where does your passion lie more? Do you think in in the writing or in the acting? You know what? I, I right now it's probably probably 60, 40, 60 into the writing, 40 into the acting really? right now, oh, because wow. like, yeah. Cause like right now I've, 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 I've got two, I've got two short films that are in the works that we're working on, mm-hmm. you know, now, you know, and then all of a sudden when, you know, we're shooting and I'm behind the camera, it goes, all right, now it's 90 acting, 10 writing, because I already read it and, you know, right. writ, you know, wrote, wrote it. But you know, most of the time it's 50, 50, you know, I, I love a great story. I mean, I had so much like all the stuff that I've done and not, not including just my stuff. I've had so much fun. You know, I, I worked on some ready seal commercials and, and met just an incredible crew and company. And it was just, you know, and just had so much fun with these people. And, you know, every, 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 every experience I've had up to this date has been an absolute blast. You know, I've never walked off and go, Oh, this is just, this is awful. You know, these guys are on, you know, are totally unorganized or whatever. So it's just, it's, it's, it's one of those things where it's just like, you know, I'm, I'm blessed and, you know, I count my blessings every day. And, you know, if, if, you know, I get a call back and so forth and, and, you know, I book it, then that's great. And if I don't, you know what, it's, it's, all right, I'll wait for the next one to come up. So now I'm looking at a lot of your screenplays that you've written here and a lot of the films you're, you're doing. And I notice a lot of them are either social issues or high concept, high conflict. And I'm wondering if how much of that, and I, I have a, a little bit of a background with improv as well. I'm, and you know, with, when it comes to improv, you want to create like the highest level of conflict that you can to produce the most drama. So does, how did, how did that experience in improv contribute to the creation of the, you know, I, I think a little bit, you know, it, it's weird because the way my, my, my brain thinks, it's just like, you know, a lot of my scenes actually when I first started writing class, 
like someone always died in the scene. Mm, and, it, and that was even like, you know, Glenn, Glenn would come in and goes, all right, John, who's dying today? And a lot of times if I wrote a scene, you know, it would be my wife and my wife would like, before I'd leave for class, she goes, do I die tonight in the scene? I go, honey, you die. You die. And you know, like, you know, so who's getting but, um, who's getting Chekhov's gun with this one. <laughs> exactly. So, it, you know, I think that improv aspect gives me the ability to kind of almost like think outside the box mm. a lot, you know, where it's just like not so stereotypical where it's like, Hey, this person has to be this. And it's just like, no, this, this is how this is going to happen. Or this is how, you know, I'm going to, how I'm going to write this stuff. But again, I mean, in to sound, I mean, I don't know what this to sound in a weird way, but a lot of times, most of the, most of the music I listen to is like, I listen to screenplays, you know, our soundtracks mm -hmm. and because there's, there's no dialogue and it's just music. And a lot of times when I'm riding, driving home, or if I'm thinking something, something will just come to me like, wait a minute, how about a guy, a mob guy who loses his daughter, and he get, he goes out and he seeks revenge for whatever this, and that's kind of what uh, Family Matters based off of. And then all of a sudden, you know, thank thank God for Siri, because I'll be like, Siri, take a note, you know, because I'm <laughs> driving. A uh, mob guy loses his daughter and then goes after the guy who finds him or whatever. Yeah. Or, you know, um, like, like Glenn had, Glenn had talked about, mentioned something in class one day. And I actually um, took what he, what he mentioned in class and it was just, it just a line and I made an entire short film about it. Oh, wow. Yeah. And, and to this day, he still says it's one of his, his funniest short films that which, he's seen. Now, which so, film I mean, is that? That's Swimmers. Swimmers. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's Swimmers. So yeah. And that, and that, that was a tough one too, because it's like, that was the first comedy I ever wrote. Mm -hmm. So it's just like, you know, one of the things is, is that, you know, a friend of mine said, you know, if, if you ever want to see how, how an audience perceives your movies, be in a place where you don't know anybody. And so we had, we had, we had, I had lost one of my students to cancer and their parents started a foundation and being with all my friends from, from my acting class and everything, I came up with a film showcase and I was going to just basically, I rented out a theater and I got a bunch of friends of ours and we all put, you know, chipped in and put all our movies together. Mm -hmm. And then um, I just took donations for, you know, for this, for this foundation. And we ended up raising about, you know, close to like $3,000, oh, wow. but, but it was free. So all you had to do was just kind of come in. If yeah. you wanted to make a donation, you kid, and, and, and basically everybody did. So I, you know, I ended up swim swimmers was one of the films that was being shown. And <laughs> it was one of those things where it's just like, okay, are people going to laugh? How are people going to react mm -hmm. to it? And so forth. And in the beginning, people didn't really understand what was going on until there's a certain part where they go, oh, I get it now. <laughs> because when we did it in class, the first time we come out, they're like, ah, they're breaking bad. They, these guys are making drugs or whatever. <laughs> and I'm sitting there and I'm sitting there hearing them say this. And my part, my, my buddy who's doing the scene with me, like, you guys have no idea what's going to happen right now. You just, you just have no idea. So and that was it. And before even we showed it there, we, sh I showed it at our, our Christmas party and I was nervous as all get up. Mm -hmm. because It's just like, you know, are people going to laugh? And yeah. even my wife's like, are you nervous? I said, I'm petrified. Yeah. Cause the worst thing you want to do is write a comedy and you get zero laughs. Right. You know? Yeah. How true, so, how true um, is the statement that uh, dying is easy, but comedy is hard. Oh, it's, 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 it, for me, honestly, it's the toughest thing for me to write. Yeah. I, I mean, I struggle with it all the time. You know, if you want to have a, if you want me to write a scene where someone, you know, dies or gets hurt or there's a conflict, but yeah, I, I, do something where there's funny. I, it's yep. going to take me a while. Oh yeah, absolutely. You know? So one of the things that I love that you touch base on is how some days you're 90, 10% on something then others 60, 40. For me, like I love to podcast. Podcasting is one of my favorite things to do. Like we we did an episode before this, we have an episode after this. 
I love doing it. But then when it comes time to editing and oh, sending yeah. out emails and trying to book interviews and all these things, I'm sitting there going, why am I even doing this? Like, wh- why is th- But then I get on the behind the microphone. And I'm like, this is why I'm doing this. This is why like, right. I get to do the thing that I love to do the most. But it's nice to hear that you know you have similar days where it's like, all right, well, on this day, I'm 90% the actor, 10% the writer, and it switches and it, and it varies. So I really enjoy hearing that stuff. Is there any part of the process that – I don't want to say that you don't like, but something that was like surprisingly difficult when you first started? Yeah, or maybe that you wish someone else was doing for you. Yeah, well, you know, a, a buddy of mine, he says the toughest – the two toughest people to work with – when you're filming are children and animals. Yes. Right. And, and one of the things for me is, and it, I even have it on my bio on my webpage is that in every movie, I either make reference or there's a picture or I put my dog in it. And there are some times where he's just not, he's like, you know, he's looking at me like going, dad, I'm not doing this scene again. You know what? I want to just walk down the street and I just want to keep walking. I'm like, you know, come on, you got to do it again. You got to do it again. But it's just, I mean, that's probably like the toughest, you know, just trying, you know, from an animal perspective, getting him to do, because there's sometimes where he'll be like perfect. And then we're like, oh, you know what? We got to fix the lighting and then the lighting, something's different. Yeah. Like, you know, but, but generally, I mean, I, I really haven't had anything that I, that I've done that, or, you know, work with, you know, that, that gets frustrating. I think sometimes like, you know, you know, sometimes people want to reshoot it, you know, like, like if, if I like the scene and, and my, 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 my production guy likes the scene, you know, well, sometimes actually, oh, I can do it better. Like, no, we're moving on. Oh no, I can do it better. I can do it better. I go, no, this is perfect. We got exactly what we want. So sometimes, you know, you'll find like the actors want to, you know, beating themselves up a little bit and it's like, trust me. And then, you know, then they'll watch it and it's like, man, I told you I could have do it better. I go, there was nothing wrong with that. that you did, you did great. So, so I, again, it just, the whole aspect of it, because again, being still green and, and learning yeah. every day, you know, it's just, to me, I, I just look at it, it. It's just a journey and it's just, and, and it's just learning the process. I mean, it can be difficult at times, you know, the editing aspect of it and so forth and, you know, learning, you know, different things all the time. But once, once you, once you kind of learn that aspect and you're starting to learn stuff, it, it's, it's, it's just a ton of fun. Mm-hmm. So speaking of inserting your dog everywhere, was that Hank? I, I heard barking a few minutes back there. That was Hank, and then we we did we did rescue about a year ago. We rescued a, a little French bulldog from from a puppy mill. Oh, that's fantastic! And, uh, yeah, so she's she's been with us for about a little over a year now, and and just love her to death because like Hank, because my wife works at home, Hank kind of like Hank was actually a Christmas present for me, <laughs> and but because you know I go to school and stuff like that. You know, he'd come up to the school and the kids would love him. We'd bring him to practice and, you know, the kids would love him. But because he's home so much, he's, he's more my wife's dog. Yeah. But when we got, well, but, but, yeah, but when we got Ivy, she did, I mean, she follows me everywhere. So it's kind of like Aww. the family now has balance. Oh, I love it. We have a, we have our own animal mascot here at the show who might make an appearance. Uh, we have a cat named Maze. We call him the pod cat. He does. We, there my, you go. Well, not you and yeah. me, Rob. No, yeah, no. yeah, my <laughs> wife and I, we have, we have two dogs at home and both of them are rescues and we love them to death. They are just the best. Yeah. Um, so your most recent short that you have up here is uh, a love not lost and from what i'm seeing yeah. is it got some some merit at uh lo- at a one of your is that at a film festival yeah it it, it well, it's a got a couple actually there it, it it won an award of merit in las vegas mm-hmm. both Shorts. myself and a friend of mine who was the, the lead actress in it we both got a platinum award for best actor and actress out in los angeles oh wow that must have been uh, very validating <laughs> You know, it, it was kind of one of those things where it's just like, and I knew, I mean, she, she's phenomenal and her name is Ashley Otteson and she's, and you know, she, 
when I wrote it, I just, I just went to her and said, look, I need you to play this part. Cause we did a, we did the scene in class and I said, you got to play this part. She did. And she just, you know, I sent it off to, to this film festival. And most of the film festivals I try to hit are, you know, Los Angeles, Atlanta, New York, Chicago, the mm-hmm. kind of the bigger markets. Yeah, right. you know, I mean, you never know who's going to be in the audience and, you know, just say, hey, you know, you know, we like this, this writer, or we like this actor mm-hmm. and so forth. And uh, they had sent me something back and said, Hey, you know what, you guys are in the finals and so forth. And then yeah. they said, congratulations. And, you know, it was, it was, it was very humble and, you know, it's just, it was, it was, it was a great honor, but you know, not something that, you know, I was ever expecting. Cause like for me, all, all I really do, like when I submit to film festivals, if I can just get my, my film in the festival, I mean, just so that people can see the work and so sure. forth, that that's really what, you know, what oh, I'm yeah. looking for, you know, and just, you know, people know my writing and, and, you know, know, know my work and so forth. But yeah, it was, it was, that was probably one of the toughest characters I ever had to play too. Oh, wow. And, and what are you working on currently? I know you mentioned some upcoming projects. Yeah. So we've got, I've got, well, actually the cast is almost a hundred percent complete. It's called my journey to me. It's about a young mid twenties woman who finally decides to come out and she has to deal with that with, with her friends and family. And I've got two just amazing actresses to play the leads in that. And then I've got a comedy coming out after that called Scars, which is a micro short, which would probably be, you know, depending on the festival, some micro shorts are 10 minutes or less, or some are six or Mm -hmm. five or whatever. It'll probably be like about a five minute short. And then, um, I'm also working on a family matter, which we shot as a as a uh, short film, turning that into a uh, full length feature. I'm about 30 pages into that. Oh wow! And then the other thing is just Walter. I, I wrote Walter about two years, two and a half years ago, and then did a whole bunch of rewrites. I had this idea that just kind of came to me, and ended up writing the first the first the first time I wrote it. It was like about 125 pages, which is long for a script. And my buddy's like, you know, yes. you got to cut oh, that yeah. down. And I went in and cut it down some. And and then that's the one I actually sent out to a production company in Los Angeles that wanted to see it. I haven't heard anything back, but that's kind of like, you know, that happens sometimes where they'll look at it, and, you know, might be on a shelf or whatever, you know, maybe they will. But my, my that's that's kind of like my baby right now. That's that's like what I really want to see take off. It's 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 something that I'm really, really passionate about. It's a family movie, which, you know, nowadays you, there's not a lot of family no, movies out no, there where you, where you can take your five-year-old, your eight-year-old, your 16, your grandma and grandpa, you know, and it, you know, it's, it's going to be something where, you know, they, they can all sit down and watch and, and feel good. It's, it's a, it's a feel good story. It's basically about a, a young boy who is in search of the ultimate bicycle. Cause he was kind of given like a garage sale bike and he's just not, you know, real happy with it. And, goes through all these troubles with it and then he he ends up leaving it someplace and then he ends up meeting an elderly gentleman and they befriend each other and become friends and you know the thing that is even on the poster it's like one was looking for for help one was looking for a friend Mm. and you know when I wrote it I'll never forget my wife came in and she's like what are you doing I said you know that story I told you about I said yeah I said this is I said I'm 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 gonna start writing it so forth and and I had already had like two characters that I that I wanted to play and I'm still, I'm, I'm still in my bucket list or whatever I can do, or, you know, to get these guys to be part of this film is, is I, I, I would love to have Morgan Freeman play Walter. And I don't know if you guys are familiar with Ed Burns. Oh, absolutely. Um, he was in, yeah. I love Ed Burns. I want him to play the father. Oh, and, wow. and, and I have to have Helen Mirren play my next door neighbor. Oh, it's a great cast. I, I know. <laughs> Cause I, I, I love all of them and Helen Mirren. Yeah. I just, I, she, I think she's outstanding. She, I think she's beautiful. I mean, mm-hmm. she's just amazing, but you know what, 
I literally, when I was writing this, the whole time I was writing Walter, I, I just kept thinking to myself, I know there's other actors and people that could play this, but the only one that I would ever like, I don't say settle on, but mm-hmm. for the perfect would be Morgan Freeman. Yeah. And to see his character play this, you know, I always joke to my wife, I said, you know, and, and I would love to be, you know, because the Academy Awards are tomorrow, I think. Yes, yeah, they yeah. are. Yeah. yeah. That's our next yeah, episode. That's, our, oh, that's what we're recording next. <laughs> there you go. So like, you know, who knows, maybe in a year or two, the oh, wow. Academy Award for Best Actor goes to Morgan Freeman oh, and Walter. Yeah. And I'm just like, all right, there you go. We did it. We did it. So well, that's, if that's that kinda... is the case, we're going to have to have you back on yeah, the show. Absolutely. You, yeah, absolutely. You, absolutely. You absolutely. pronounced it's it here. Been having a blast. Like, there so you, you, go. you guys heard it first on MF Uncensored. <laughs> all right. There you go. But, uh, man, John, this was a, a blast. We're running a yeah. little low on time. We, we're so grateful sure. to, to get a chance to talk to you. For anybody who wants to see some of your work or learn a little bit more about you, where can they go? Yeah, so they can go to my website, which is JDA Film, just F I L M dot com. It's got, it actually has one of my short films on there. If you go to like reels and stuff, it's got a whole listing of all the projects that are up that I've done and some of the new projects coming on. It's got a bunch of clips and so forth. And then like a Love Not Lost and a couple of my other films because they're still in festivals. I won't post those right. out yet. And then you can, you can find me on J or John D Anthony actor on Facebook. Instagram is a JDA film 34. And then of course you can just John Anthony on my IMDb page. Yes. Awesome. Request from all of us <laughs> right after this. Don't worry. <laughs> But uh, John, thank you so much for joining us today. Rob, anything else? No, I just want to say I really enjoyed getting to know you, and and I wish you the best of luck with these upcoming projects. They sound really interesting and exciting, and and I, I really wish you the best of, of success in all of these things. So, you know, thank you guys so much. Wonderful. I had a great time. Really, Thanks, really John. enjoyed it. Have a good day. Thanks a lot. All right, you take too. Care. Take care. Bye bye. All right, bye. Man, what a what a just nice guy. Like yeah, just a he really really, is. really cool guy. Like, you know, we we've had a lot of different actors and screenwriters and people on the show that are in Hollywood and he he just seems really down to earth and just seems like, you know, hey, I I thought I'd give this a try. And you know, he he provides hope for those of us in teaching that there is life beyond teaching. Oh yeah, too. I mean like, like you and I are both in jobs where <laughs> right. one of the biggest appeals of the job is the idea of retirement. Like yeah. we you know, we all joke about, oh, I only got this yeah, many years left, years. you know. I know you're in a 30-year system. I'm in a 20-year yeah. system. And it, it's nice that, like, he, it sounds like he's starting his life again after, like, this yeah. close to retirement. And it's and, just awesome. And I have to say, that is one of the, you know, that is one of the great perks of being a teacher, too, is that, like he said, you know, you get summers off and you get all this time off. And, and that allows you to pursue a lot of your passions that you really wanted to. I know, you know, when during the summer, I get to write a lot more. I get to, you know, enjoy a lot of the things that I enjoy. Well, like, we even podcast a lot yeah, more. Yeah, I think we do. You know, during those times off. Like, there's yeah. some weeks where we're doing, like, two three episodes but like it, it's really it's inspiring not only to hear that he has such a, a passionate project yeah. or passionate projects that he's working on but also that like he is finding success and yeah. he wasn't dissuaded by like it's scary starting something new oh yeah especially you know he started when he was 50 like people would be like why are you starting something new at the age of 50 like that's that's crazy to think about but uh yeah and i being with the Academy Awards coming up, you know, I was thinking about him because there is a, a category called Best Short Live Action Film. Right. And I, I watched most of them. And I have to say, like, I, I would love it to see, you know, they, they've all been, they were okay. Some of them were, were better than others, but I would love so it to weird, see weird him. Year. Yeah, I would love to see his come up next year and see, you know, for live action short film, one of his being nominated. And he's going to have to come back on the show. That like, would be he, he promised. You guys all heard it. 
But uh, yeah, that was a lot of fun. And we want to thank John for taking some time out of his day to, uh, to chat with yes. us. So that's pretty much going to wrap us up. Don't forget, guys, if you want more of our content, you can go to themisfitfaction.com. There you'll find links to all of our different articles, our different shows, not only MF Uncensored, but also Multiverse Fancast, Cinematic Adventures. And uh, yeah, you can find some links to uh, some of our affiliates, some of our friends. And don't forget, guys, you can also find us on social media, The Misfit Faction. Basically, just type that into any social media, and there's a chance you'll find us. But that's going to wrap us up for today. As always, I'm Paul. And I'm Rob. And we'll be back next time.